You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You can follow me over on Instagram at tripadvice. Follow me on TikTok at tripadvice if you like to watch videos on TikTok. And if you like longer videos, you can check me out on YouTube at tripadvice. Check those out. I've been saying this lately in the podcast because I know that there's people out there who don't just listen to podcasts. They watch videos. They like to scroll. And so if you're already doing that and you like this advice, you're going to find a lot more on my other social media channels. So thought I would let you know about that. Okay. Today we're talking about a quick hack to practice flirting with girls. And the way that I have come up with this hack is based on learning a skill. So we all have different things that we want to learn over the course of our life. And I've learned about how to learn. And so we want to treat dating. We want to treat flirting, meeting women all in the exact same way. I think one of the core principles at TripAdvice from day one, from the very, very beginning, has always been surrounded by the idea of understanding that meeting women, building attraction is like learning a skill. It's a skill like anything else, anything that you're trying to get good at. We'll even take, let's take math, for example. When you first learn math, what do you learn? Let's go back to childhood. Well, first, you're probably just learning the numbers, zero, one, two, three, four, five, and so on. The very, very, very basics. And then eventually you get to a point where you can then add them up. And now we're doing addition and we're adding up five plus seven. And then eventually you get to the point where you learn multiplication because multiplication is just another form of adding. And then you learn subtracting and division. You get the point. We're building and building and building. But what are you doing when you're actually learning math? Well, you're, you're solving problems. You're learning 5 plus 7 and 10 plus 2. And you're learning 10 times 7 and 16 times 3. And you're building, building, building. So you're practicing over and over and over the addition principle, subtraction. And then it gets harder. And then you get into uh, the calculus, trigonometry, and all that good stuff when you're more at that advanced stage. But you can't get to that advanced stage until you even learn what one plus one is and what that even means. So I want to apply the same principles of learning anything to the same principles here. So when it comes to the principles of learning to meet women and understanding how to talk to girls in a way that gets them to respond, you have to practice certain concepts over and over. So the hack here is... Finding one small technique with flirting. And then I want you to be practicing that over and over and over. Just like you're going to be practicing a lot of addition before you might get to subtraction. And then before you get to multiplication and division, right? So one of the things that you can do is you can... Go back to some episodes here in the podcast where I talk about flirting. There's quite a bit. 
I don't want to go over that right now because there's episodes dedicated to that. Or you can just get my hooked program at getherhooked.com, which teaches you everything about flirting. And we then take one technique. So let's say, for example, teasing. I like that one. That one is one of my favorites because it's a way of kind of challenging her a little bit and not being overly nice to her and over complimentary. So we'll take teasing as an example. Let's imagine you take that technique and you decide to practice it. So you might be thinking, okay, I'll go out one night or maybe I'll go on a couple dates and I'll practice it a couple times. No, 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 no. We need to practice it upwards of 20 to 25 times. Remember, let's come back to the analogy here. We're talking about learning addition, subtraction, multiplication. I remember when I was in second grade, I think they were called times tables. You would sit there and you would answer like 50 questions in a row. That was in one sitting. What's 10 times two? What's five times seven? Da, 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 da. Boom, 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 boom. You practice it over and over and over. I remember doing flashcards with my mom and she would do flashcards with all the multiplication. And you'd practice that for a while in one sitting, maybe 30 minutes. Then you might do that every day or at least a couple times per week. So we need to take aspects of meeting women. I'm just focusing in on one, which is flirting. So I'm kind of zooming in on one aspect, which is flirting. And then I'm zooming in further where I'm taking the technique or concept of teasing. And then we're practicing that. We're practicing that. And we're doing it upwards of 20, 25 times minimum. Now, I know that might sound a little overwhelming, might sound like a lot of work, but you can absolutely get it done. And here's the good news. As much as that might seem daunting, by the time you've done one flirting technique about 20 to 25 times, you are going to be far superior from where you were before. It's really about taking it more serious and divvying up all the different aspects of meeting women game, whatever you want to call it, and then zeroing in on it. That's what I did when I was first learning this stuff. I really learned the whole process from A to Z. And then I, I, I dove into each little area, right? So the first area that I dove into was approach anxiety because, well, let's be honest, you're not going to be able to flirt with too many girls if you can't even go up and approach them. So that was kind of like my first thing that I tackled. And I threw everything else out the window. I didn't focus on anything else but that. So I didn't care how long the conversation went or if there was flirting or if I got a number, or if I got rejected. Didn't care. I was tunnel vision into Let's just get a lot of approaches in. In the same way, by the way, in the same way, I would be approaching as much as I could upwards of at least 20 times in a week, at least. And then finally, after that, I would start working on some of the flirtation. Then after that, I would work on escalation. So I would do one at a time. Now, that's one method. That method, I believe, and in my opinion, and what I've seen from all 
all of the students that we have coached in the TripAdvice coaching program, I've seen it really work the best. Some arguments may say, well, that could lead to a little bit of overanalysis. Why not just go out and talk to women and kind of see what happens? You can do that. In fact, I wouldn't be opposed to kind of mixing the two. But I also feel like if you're just kind of going out and going, I'm going to talk to women and see what happens without any kind of structure, you end up in a place where you get kind of lost and you're not really sure how to build upon it. So what I've seen, what I've experienced is zooming into one thing. So we pick one technique. Let's say, again, we'll go back to teasing where you tease her for something. You tease her for something she likes or she dislikes. You'd basically, teasing is like a way of of going against whatever she's saying or calling her out on something or calling her like a pet name or some sort of diss, but not too harsh. It's a tease, right? That's what teasing is. It's like light, like the, the connotation of tease means light. That's what teasing is. So we're not going to call her, you know, ugly or stupid or anything too harsh. That's just an insult. We're not insulting. We're teasing. We're being light with it. I love dork. Hey, oh my God, you're such a dork. Or you're such a nerd. Those are my favorite ones. I I say them a lot on the the podcast because they just, they fit in so well to so many areas of conversation that you could be having with girls. It's, it's quite amazing. So I want you to be picking whatever technique that you want. You can start with teasing and say, hey, in the next two weeks, I'm going to practice this and try to nail it 20 times. And that doesn't necessarily mean you tease a girl 20 times or 25 times on one date. That you won't do well there. <laughs> You'll go overboard. We want to do this with 20 to 25 different women. And if that seems daunting, well, you're not in the right place right now. That means that you're not putting in enough effort to get more dates or do more approaches. And I don't want to hear any excuses of like, well, Trip, I'm on online dating and I'm not getting any dates. What do you want me to do? Well, well, first and foremost, you should be working on your dating profile, but if you can't get to that point, at least go out and approach and start making time to talk to these women. And there are women everywhere. And now it's, it's spring. I know it's still cold in a lot of cities, but we are getting to that time when there's opportunities. Hell, I even did an episode recently about meeting women in the cold. And you can still do that because you can either go out and, and bear it, or you can just go to some indoor malls or places where people are walking around or go to a Starbucks and start a conversation with a stranger. No excuses. There's always an opportunity for you. So the key takeaway for what I'm talking about in this episode is practicing something and doing it at repetition. Because it's the repetition that ingrains inside of us how to get better at something. It's the repetition that's going to help take it to the next level. 
key word, repetition. This is why when we're learning anything, when we're learning our ABCs and our multiplication tables and addition, we repeat it over and over and over and over. That's how our brain learns. That's how we absorb it. We are, our brains are amazing, guys. We adapt so quickly. We adapt quickly to harsh circumstances. We adapt quickly to adversity. We adapt fast. And that adaptation comes in the form of well, many things, including repetition. So when we repeat something over and over and over and we understand it and we get it and we do it and we look at it and we analyze it, we play with it, then it starts to become natural. And now it's just part of who you are. So if I said to you right now, hey, really quick, what's five times five? You'd be like, it's 25. Okay, cool. Uh, what's three times seven? It's 21. Right? It's like you, you barely even have to think about it. Maybe it takes two seconds. But before you had to think about what's three times seven? So seven, three times. So seven, seven is 14, seven. We'll add six, one. Okay, that's 21. Right? And even now with flirting, you're like, okay, wait, what's the flirting technique? How do I say it? When do I say it? And that's okay. That's totally fine. You're going to do that in the very beginning here. And it's completely normal. Okay, it's completely normal. But then... You're going to get it. You're going to understand it. It's going to become part of who you are. You're going to see, it's like matrix. Like, you know, when he sees the matrix, when like he sees, uh, and Neo sees all the things happening in slow motion. He's so locked in. It's going to be the same when you're with a girl. You're going to be like, all right, boom, just happening. It's a, it's a, it's a reflex That's what I want to get you to, my friend. I want it to become a simple reflex. You just know what to do on the spot. But we can't get to that point unless you are practicing. So I think I've said my point here. I think you understand what I'm saying. Take this, use it, work with it. And you can take this hack, which I'm sure we'll talk about again in the future. But you can take this hack And you can use it with every area of dating, every single one. I want to dive in and answer some questions now from people who have written into the podcast. You can email me trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line podcast question, and I will answer your question here on the podcast. And it's pretty cool because I've been keeping up with a lot of the questions. So we're answering this in, in almost real time here. The one I'm about to answer now was written to me just a week ago. So write in and I will get your questions answered. Thank you so much for writing in. And of course, if questions on the podcast or you writing in isn't enough, if you need more help, if you feel like you want to learn, for example, flirting a lot better and you want someone to hold you accountable, you want more guidance, you want someone to teach you like a teacher, right? It's like when you learn multiplication and addition and subtraction, well, what happened? You had a teacher, You didn't necessarily learn it on your own, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So we have teachers, even better. We have teachers who are coaches, who will guide you, who will be be there for you one-on-one. They will give you one-on-one attention via text every single day, 24 hours a day. 
They have weekly calls that they're going to do with you. And then you'll be able to have a full plan that's geared towards you. So we don't, we don't have any kind of, you know, default uh, one size fits all plan. Of course, a lot of the plans are similar because a lot of guys need the same thing, but it's always geared and tailored towards you. So wherever you are in your dating life, whether you have massive approach anxiety and you're a total virgin, or maybe you're still going on dates, but they're just not turning into second dates or you're, you end up in the friend zone a lot, but you are talking to women anywhere on those ends and anywhere in between, we can help you. If you want to talk to us to figure out if coaching is a good fit for you, then apply today. Go to tripadvicecoaching.com. That's where you can learn a little bit more about the program, but you can also then apply, which just means you're going to fill out some basic information about yourself. We need to read the application and just make sure we can help you. It takes less than five minutes, maybe even less than three minutes to fill this thing out just so we can understand, okay, is this someone that we can help? Because we can't help everyone. We can't help everyone because it really depends on where you're at. It's not that we're not able to solve every problem, but you know, we have guys who apply and they say things negative about women or that they don't like women or they're trying to get uh, revenge on their ex or just, you know, some dark things that we're just like, okay, we don't, we don't help with those things. Um, so the application process is is really just there, but it's also there to to really filter for people who are serious because the coaching program is serious, which it should be. Who would ever want to get coached or learn and not be serious? If it's not serious, you're not taking it seriously. You won't get results. But with the guidance that we have and your ability to say, hey, I really want to make this work, we can just create amazing what would seem miracles for you. I know sometimes it sounds like I'm overselling it, like, whoa, trip you. This is really intense, but it is. It's crazy the results that I'm seeing every single day from the guys that we work with. And I'm doing my best to communicate it to you because I want you to get the help that you need. So if you need it, go to tripadvicecoaching.com. Okay, let's answer some questions. This one is from Ben. Hey, Trip, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now and have a question on a subject I haven't really heard you talk about. Ooh, interesting. I'm very excited for this. What could he say that I haven't talked about? He says, I know you preach that you should only go after women with a high level of interest, and I wholeheartedly agree. I got out of a nine-year relationship in June 2021 and not long after reconnected with a girl from high school who I've always had a big crush on. We have continued to maintain a friendly yet flirty relationship, playing volleyball together and meeting up for drinks here and there. I truly do believe she is interested in being more than friends as she has initiated us meeting up on numerous occasions and shows many signs of attraction whenever we're together. The problem is, oh, she has a boyfriend. I have not made any moves or told her that I have feelings for her as I don't want to be a homewrecker. However, if her relationship were to end naturally, I would definitely be interested in pursuing her. She doesn't really talk about him when we meet up and has shown signs that she isn't very happy in the relationship. I honestly feel that she would be a lot happier with me than she would with him as we always have a great time when we're together. My question is, 
Do you think I should tell her how I feel or stand back in hopes that the relationship comes to an end on its own? Let me know when you get a chance and keep up the good work with the podcast. Cheers, Ben. Okay, Ben. So your question here, should I tell her how I feel or stand back in hopes that the relationship comes to an end on its own? My answer to you is you're going to do neither. Or is it pronounced neither? You're going to do neither. Neither nor. I don't want you to stand back in hopes that the relationship comes to an end because when could that happen? Will it happen tomorrow? Will it happen a week from now? Will it happen a year? Will it be five years? Will it be never? Right? You don't know. So now you're wasting one of the precious things that life has to give you. That is time. Time is not a commodity. It is a very finite resource. Every hour, every day, every day of every week, every week of every month, this is this is your life. So why are you waiting and wasting time for something that you have no idea is going to happen or not? Because why? Because you have fun together? Because she shows signs of attraction? I talked about this on a recent podcast. I talked this on, on, a, on a recent episode about how men get really excited when they get a woman who gives them attention because that doesn't happen to us very often because we are in default scarcity mode and we have to work our way to abundance. But if I showed you about 50 other women who are texting you right now who wanted to bang your brains out and go on dates with you, who were not in relationships, who you were attracted to, who do you think you'd pick? Yeah, exactly. You'd pick the single one. So if you're saying you wholeheartedly agree that you should only go after a woman with a high level of interest, well, guess what? This woman does not have a high level of interest because high level of interest is defined as what? A, she's meeting up with you. And I know she's meeting up with you, but it connects to B as well. And B is she's meeting up with you in the romantic context and you guys are moving things forward physically. She's not just a friend. So it's kind of like step one, she's actually meeting up with you, not just texting you all day. Step two, when you guys meet up, there's a physical connection. Sex occurs. Physical connections occur, right? I want to go back to your double question here. You also asked, do you think I should tell her how I feel? No, you should not. No. Because what is that going to do? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, it could do a few things. Let's, let's play it out because it, it brings me to my next point, actually. Let's say you tell her how you feel. So what, what can happen? She either says, oh, I like you too. Maybe she says, oh, no, man, sorry. You got this all wrong. That's not how I feel about you. Maybe she even says, oh, I've been waiting for you to say that. I hate my relationship. I want to break up with them and I want to be with you. First of all, all those options are terrible, which I know might shock you. Might say, well, Trip, that one of those options sounds pretty good. It'd be pretty cool if she's like, I like you and wants to break up with her boyfriend. Here's the thing, man. Ben, I don't trust this woman's character. 
I don't trust her character. Think about who we're talking about here. We're talking about a woman who's in a relationship, who has a boyfriend, who's spending time and showing signs of attraction to another guy. That's icky. That's no good. So yes, I'm judging her for that. That's a, that is a judgment on my end. That's, it's, that's a character flaw. You don't want to be doing that. That's like emotional cheating. That's basically what she's doing. So I know that you're not thinking about it on that level, but I'm helping you get to that level because right now you're thinking on the basic level of like, oh, well, she likes me and whatever. She doesn't like the guy and it doesn't matter. First of all, this is, who, who knows that this is her character and, and this is something that she's going to do when she's with you. Doesn't sound like she has the ability to really communicate to her partner that there's problems or maybe not. Maybe there's no problems. Maybe she just sees you as a friend. Still a red flag. I wouldn't want my wife or my girlfriend to be hanging out with another guy as much as she's hanging out with you and showing signs of attraction. I would be shocked. It's like, why are you doing that? I wouldn't want her to do that. And that's not an insecurity on my end. I don't think anyone would be comfortable with that because that's not what you do in relationships. You don't hang out and spend all kinds of fun, flirty time with the opposite sex. And also, sorry, man, we're in the wild here. I, I know that Megan can be technically picked up by other guys. It can happen. I'm not going to let that happen or allow any sort of situation to materialize when that could happen. I want to protect the relationship that I have. Anyway, let's not go too off on a tangent, but again, the character here is no good. And you also, just bottom line, you don't want to be with a woman who is fresh out of a relationship. A lot of drama there. A lot of drama. It's really rough. Who knows what happens in the back and forth with her and the guy. And she's then she realizes that she does want to be with him and they work things out. They've been together and it's like, what a mess. Again, we always want to have the most ideal situation. I'm not being a perfectionist here, by the way, because when I say ideal, I mean a woman. What's the most ideal situation? A woman who is single, who lives close to you, so it's not long distance who shows high level of interest in you, who passes your three non-negotiables, who has character traits that you respect. That's the ideal situation. And by going after a woman who doesn't meet that criteria, you were saying to yourself that you are in scarcity mindset, that those women don't exist. But you and I both know that they do. So why her? And I will not accept the answer because she shows signs of attraction, because you have a fun time hanging out together. You'll find that somewhere else. So be careful, Ben. And I say at this point with this woman, you need to back off. You do. You need to be backing off, keep her at a distance, hang out with her either never again because you like her, or maybe once in a while, if you can tame those feelings and just want a girl who's a friend. But you should be spending your time, your precious finite time, on women who are single. On the ideal, ideal woman. Okay? Hope that helps. 
Next question from Anonymous. Hi, Trip. I know you don't like guys ever choosing the workplace as a place to meet women. So I would like to just share a story which has shown me you were right. Oh, okay. Looks like this might not be a question. Let's let's hear it out. He says, I was chilling on my own on my lunch break. And then out of the blue, an attractive female walks in. Whilst making her lunch, I noticed she looked over a couple times. So I decided to get up and introduce myself. We had a very brief conversation. Just typical stuff like, what department are you in? How long have you worked here? What did you do before? She asked me similar questions back, and at no point did it seem an awkward conversation. If it had, I would have stopped. After a couple of minutes, I just said it was nice to meet her and sat back down. A couple days later, I had a phone call from an HR manager. This girl informally complained that I approached her and made her feel uncomfortable. It was extremely embarrassing, but thankfully, it was established I did nothing wrong. Nevertheless, I was quite upset about the situation and took it quite personally. How could someone be so arrogant that they feel a certain type of person can't even say hello to them? You can't even say hello to people in the workplace anymore? It also knocked my confidence in non-work situations such as being in around women in bars, etc. Anyway, I'm sure this is an extremely rare situation and it's probably not an example about workplace dating, but I felt I should share it. It definitely made me think that the work is probably not the way forward to meet women. P.S. I don't mind you sharing this story, but please keep it anonymous. Many thanks. That's what I'm saying, guys. Here's the thing. Is this a rare situation? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't have stats on this. You know, so I can't even tell you if it's rare. If I had to say what I say it's rare, I'd say, yeah, it's probably more on the rare side. But it doesn't matter because my point has always been, Anonymous, thank you for sharing this story. My point has always been what? That you don't want to gamble with that. So even if it's rare, that, that still means it could happen. So do you want to risk and gamble your workplace or, or these claims? By the way, yeah, it is, it's pretty wild that you, you didn't even do anything flirty at all. You literally just talked to a human and this is what happened. So imagine guys who are doing even more than that, right? Guys who are actually flirting or trying to get with a coworker. You don't want to gamble. That's your work. All for what? A cute girl? where there's a multi-millions of them out there in the world, but no, you're just interested in that one because she happens to work at your place because you see her a lot. I want you, again, and I know know why I get the workplace question a lot. It really comes back to what I said about five minutes ago. Men are in default scarce. So when we have opportunities, which are rare opportunities that kind of come up without putting in any effort, we get excited about them. Women are in default abundance because they get situations created for them all the time. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm empathizing with the guys like you and everyone else who are at work and who want to really, really connect with that one girl. But it's not worth it. And you are better than that. 
So thank you, man. I really appreciate you sharing that story with me. And I was very happy to share it here on the podcast. All right, let's do another question. Hey, Trip. I am 48 years old, separated and unfortunately divorcing after 18 years, not by choice. I'll interrupt and say, I'm sure it's not by choice. The stats say that over 70 to 80% of women are the ones that initiate. He continues, I'm a little above average in looks and in good shape. I was wondering if you could give me some advice about approaching women at this age. Do I just choose any women I find attractive, even if they are possibly in their mid-20s? They are all over the gym. What do girls in their 20s think when a guy in their 40s approaches them? Is it weird? It is really hard to tell how old a girl is nowadays. I'd like to find a girl between 30 to 40, but I rarely see them without their kid or husband slash boyfriend. I'm not looking for just a hookup. Thanks, man. Amazing podcast. Cool. Thank you. That's a, is a great question. So yes, you know, more women are going to be single 18 to 30 because a lot of the women who are in their thirties, they are in relationships. That's just how it goes. So yes, it's going to be harder to see single women around 30 plus, but they're out there just FYI, they're out there but not in the same numbers that are single in, you know, women in their twenties. Okay. So understand that that's the reality. Does that mean that you shouldn't approach women who are younger? You should absolutely still do that. Absolutely. And there are women in their twenties. We'll say maybe like mid to late twenties, closer to late twenties who would be interested in, a relationship, right? Like you are. You said you're not interested for a hookup. So there are women out there who would want a relationship. Absolutely. And you can find that. Now, I don't think the gym is a great place. I know that there's a lot of attractive women at a gym because those women are taking care of themselves and, and that makes sense, right? So they're there, but there are other places that you can go. I just don't think you've really put yourself out there enough. So, events. You can even go to bars. You can go to lounges or more upscale bars where older women are hanging out. Or at the very worst, just get on the online dating apps. So you do a little bit of all of it. Especially if you're 48 years old, you're going to absolutely want to do all of it. The online is going to help find some of those women. And the in-person is going to help with finding those women who are not on the apps. And it's okay to approach some of those women who are looking on the younger side. If you're attracted to them, of course. There are women who will date a man at that age. Here's the thing though, and this is up to you, but the fact that you're 48, you might not really connect with the woman who's, let's say in her mid-20s. It's a very large jump. You're talking about a two-generation jump. And so it might be harder for you to connect, but That's just my opinion. No stats on that. That's up to you to find out. That's just what I've noticed personally and from from what I've heard from other people who have dated much younger than them. So if you're not looking for a hookup, 
then yeah, you might want to, well, here's the thing. Some women have a lot of work done, so they might look a lot younger, but hey, they're, they're 32 and 48, 32. Sure. That's, that's not so bad. That's like one generation away. So here's the thing. It's never a waste of time to approach a woman. So if you approach a woman and she's 22 or she's 45 or somewhere in between, you just find out. And if she's on the younger side, okay, you don't have to date her. Calibrate after the fact. What does that mean? That means that you want to judge. Let me rephrase this. You don't want to judge before you approach. Just approach. And then you figure out afterwards, okay, if they're young or if they're not young or if they're a lesbian or I don't know, whatever. You don't know. You just got to go over and talk to them. So go and do that, okay? In the gym, I've been through this one quite a bit. And sometimes I go back and forth, but lately I've really been in the in the in the mindset of, you know, if you really want to approach like one girl at the gym, go for it. But it's kind of like the workplace. Like, let that be your sanctuary. Let the gym be the place to do the gym thing. Let the workplace be the work, the, the place to do the work thing. Cause in the same thing at the gym, it's like, yeah, it's you know, it's not going to be as much of a gamble of approaching a woman at the gym than at work, but, you know, you do it and she tells the manager or something weird happens or you see her again and now it makes you feel awkward and you love this gym and now you can't go back so you feel weird and, I don't know, it just seems kind of messy. So unless something happens naturally, that's one thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I think the gym is is just not your number one place to be meeting women, even though there's a lot of attractive women who happen to be there. So amazing questions. Thanks, Anonymous. Thanks, last question story. It wasn't a question, I guess it was just a story from Anonymous. And thank you, Ben. If you have a question, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Happy to answer it here on the podcast. And if you want to see what I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at TripAdvice, TikTok at TripAdvice, YouTube, TripAdvice as well. Thank you so much for listening to episode 715, and I'll see you on the next episode.